Welcome to Side Talks. Yeah, podcast. Yep. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward intro. Pretty pretty straightforward. Um, I don't see any reason to toy around or play around or have any fun at all. I'm not even going to vary the tone of my voice. I don't it's really see why, just going to stay kind of level. As a matter of fact, we could just record one intro. Okay. If you don't like my singing, okay. We could just record one intro where I don't sing and we could just loop it. We could just make a donut, as they say. Okay. You're getting a little aggro <laughs> for this very chill uh, intro. I, w- I was trying to catch a vibe and I caught the wrong vibe. <laughs> you, you, you lassoed the wrong well, vibe. I lassoed the entirely. wrong vibe. All right. Let me take it down a notch, y'all. This is a podcast. It's about movies. I'm not going to sing. It's about movies and also chill vibes. We create a, your own original fresh intro every time we record. Yes. So this is Side Talks it, episode, man. whatever number this is. Brad, what number is it? We are on, actually, this is episode 199, guys. Oh, Whoa, shit. no. Oh, shit, y'all. We are on the precipice of... That means the next time we're in here, y'all bitches better not have COVID or something because we need to be popping some champagne. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. It's yes, true. Uh, episode Get 200, ready. uncharacteristically for this podcast, is going to get silly. Get ready. Oh, All right, goodness. but in the meantime, we're on boring all 199, so let's get going. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What's this shit? That was a classic. Yeah, classic. That was a classic. It's the traditional step intro. In. That's right. Okay, you're gonna get this one so damn quick. Are you uh, ready? All right, we'll see. I'm looking at some well-known actors. That's mm. all I can tell you there. And I mean, talking really well-known actors. Okay. Okay. And there's a table, like a roll. It looks like maybe a rolling cart, like a teacher's cart, which we're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, with a bunch of shit on it. A bunch okay? of shit. Got it. And then there are two men chained together to a pole or tied mm. together to a pole, sort of back to back on this pole. And mm. there's a woman walking around them, you know, sort of nudging at them. Um, she's got jumper cables and a die all thing. Mm. And she's uh, speaking in a really weird accent. Okay. I think it's weird. It's, something seems unnatural about it. Uh, but maybe that's really her accent. And she says, now we find out what kind of friend you are. Because now we're going to do my fa- We're going to my favorite place. Downtown. The lights that go downtown. She starts singing. And she's singing just like that. And begins um, taking the jumper cables and putting... You don't see it because it's clearly not a... You know, this isn't a NC-17 film. But she's... Clamping up some nuts. Ah, uh, yes. And shocking up as some nuts. As one does. As one does. Yup. Zapping the nuts. Okay. And that's all I got for you because I thought, my God, for sure, you're going to know exactly what this is. As a matter of fact, I thought the minute I told you she sort of snaps these ca- jumper cables together in this torture scene. Yeah, that but that, not- that happens a lot in dumb action movies. I presume this is a dumb action movie. Oh, absolutely. Um, And these are, how, how contemporary is this? Well, why don't you guess? It's pretty contemporary. Why don't you guess one of the actors? I told you there. Dwayne they're, the Rock Johnson. Yes. Is this Red Notice? It's Red Notice. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> you're you're going to drop Red Notice on me after I've spent weeks yes. ranting against yes. Red Notice? Yes. And Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gadot. Did we decide that's what it is? I, I think, know. It's, I think no, that's it's, what it is. I thought Sam told us and it was something different than well, that. Well, I don't believe so. Whatever. Whatever. So that's wait, it. Have, you, have you watched this in full no, yet? No, but I saw that scene and I was like, oh shit, this is super bad. Yeah, it's terrible. It looks um, real terrible. Wow. And, you know, they're quipping every time, you know, even through the testicle zapping. Yeah. Um, her accent is weird, but I do think is that's that her natural her accent? accent. Yeah, I, th- I, I think mean, so. It, and she might have a very unique, very strange accent. I don't think she's doing a character in that movie. We have we have litigated Gal yeah, Gadot. Yeah, well. Um, 
because boy is is she she's terrible in that movie but the the, the two dudes are terrible and we've too, talked so. enough about yeah. red notice yeah. but you you got it it just it took you a minute i'm actually shocked you didn't get i mean well it red, seems like a fairly the down the singing of downtown when i when she did that i was like oh for sure you'll know it then because it's weird and stupid i could have been you know folding my laundry at that moment i could have been pairing socks together that might have been diverting my attention I hear you. um because anything to not pay attention to that movie okay real well. bad Real I mean, bad. you got it. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, thank you. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, Red Notice. Don't watch Red it. Notice. And now, Fast Film Terms. Guess what that is. Uh, <laughs> super fast something. I, well, I guess it's a fast film term. That's a fast film term. Oh, I, right. I've, I've got kind of a good one for you. Okay. In the in the film industry, we love wranglers. Wrangle this, wrangle that. There's sure. tri- there's kid wranglers, there's animal wranglers, there's snake wranglers. Well, there's, the snakes need to be wrangled. They certainly do. Just ask Banana. Or Brittany, for that matter. But this is a newish wrangler. Okay. This is a data wrangler. A Isn't data this an, wrangler. This is such an interesting role. Okay, so you ready? I assume that this refers to someone whose job it is to take the um, the memory cards of digital yeah, cameras and organize the, the footage and files and whatnot and make sure that nothing crashes or is lost. You got it. That is an entire role. So it's also yeah. known as a DIT on set again a newish role it's really it's come around since the introduction of 2k 4k and 8k digital cameras obviously you know when people aren't aren't shooting on film as much so when you're not shooting on film you you really would you know on a bigger set especially would need a role like this and of course they deal with external hard drives really they could be called an external hard drive wrangler probably and you know they're responsible for ensuring that there's adequate memory cards available on set that you're not going to run out of that that you're not going to run out of drives and storage and um, (laughs) all that kind of stuff and you would replace drives that fail and of course you're consistently backing up drives and honestly kind of a stressful job I I mean I would imagine you're also ensuring that you're recording to the right file format right Keeping Ooh. a double check look on that. And obviously you're liaising, which I love that word. You're liaising with the assistant editor and the editor um, you know, on passing along footage and and that kind of thing. So honestly it sounds like a really important position in, yeah. in, in recent filmmaking. Yeah. There's also a term, and I, I don't believe this is a I cannot believe this is a full time role on set, but there's a, some suggestion that maybe there has been in the past, mm-hmm. which you never know, but it's a menu wrangler. And my first thought was, ooh, craft services, yum. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, no, menus on a camera. The somebody oh, who, so somebody know, who knows how to make like all the right. different settings. And I wonder if data wrangler, menu wrangler wouldn't just fall under that category, and perhaps you're responsible for that, that too. That sounds but, like it would be like a film school intern. I would think so. But uh, then again, you think, what an important, actually, I mean, one little setting wrong on a camera. On a, and, you know, things are so menu driven now that <laughs> you true. don't see it on the outside of the camera. It's, you know, when film would get stuck in the gate, it gets yeah. stuck in the gate. You know, you, right. you know it. It's you, That's a manual fix. Yeah. But like if, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would surprise me if like a cinematographer didn't know how to white balance on a digital camera or I something. Mean, but you got to go into 17 different menus that's to do true. it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those are a couple of Wrangler titles. Again, the menu Wrangler probably, my guess is a duty and less a role. But the data Wrangler is apparently a fairly, uh, you know, fairly recent and fairly prolific role. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got another one for you that's a little more traditional. Okay. And that's kind of fun. The second and the second second. And of course, you know what the second is, right? Um, 
the uh, it follows the first and it comes okay. before the third. Second assistant director is generally what you're referring to there. Okay. So you're All second right. AD, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, if you're a second AD, you're, you're an assistant to the assistant director, basically. Right. You're doing whatever they can't get done because the assistant director is a fairly large role. The assistant so, director is the taskmaster on the set, yeah, usually getting everybody yeah. in place and so forth. And so a second, and, and oftentimes, you know, you're going to have a second, you know, that might go to a second unit if you're having sort of splitting duties sure. or what have you. But in addition to that, or really probably primarily what you're doing are things like corralling extras, fetching actors from trailers, tracking down wandering crew members, getting people to sign release form, like a lot of duties that feel very producery, but, you know, rela- you know, are a little very related to the assistant director because this is yeah. director and the producer, you know, that they work together a lot. Right. Sure. So there's that, but, but that's fine. We, most people are going to know what a, what a second is, but my favorite thing here ever is the second second. Which could just be called the third. Right. It certainly could. <laughs> but this is the movies, Corey, and we do stuff the way we want to do it. And so the second second it basically catches captures anything that the second can't do. Wow. Um, and you will sometimes hear that person referred to as a third, but you frequently you're going to hear it referred to as a second second. So <laughs> second second. That's the fast film terms I've got for you. All today. right. Your second second, Corey. Yeah, I know. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Corey, you you know what I've been watching. Uh, I think I do. Well, I went. I don't have to say a whole lot because we five minute fought about it. Oh, you that's know? true. You a saw Scream. Ago, I saw Scream in the theater. Um, Not a fan. I got to tell you, I'm going to do some bitching right now, real quick. Okay. I, I know it's COVID, y'all. I know it's tough to keep people hired, but man, oh man, it is dark days at the AMC theater. Which one did you go to? So I went to one in Vestavia Hills, Alabama, sure. and I have already gone on the record with this, so I'm not talking behind anybody's back. I filled out my survey, y'all. But they've got that kitchen closed down. Yeah. They are not cleaning between films. No. And we are in a pandemic. I mean, you go and you can see the circle rings from the soda before you. Yeah. It is just the bathrooms were disgusting. And that's a brand new renovated cinema. Uh-huh. It is dark times for cinema going right now if you don't come to the sidewalk cinema. I mean, it really, and I'm not just saying that to promote us. I mean, I love cinemas of all kinds. You know that about me. You mm-hmm. know I'll go mm-hmm. to all kinds of different movie theaters to watch stuff. Boy, that is, I, I man, it's, have you been to the multiplex lately? It's I, the last movie I saw was Scream, so it's been a week or two. Um, well, that's pretty lately. Yeah. Um, Vestavia. Yeah, it was at Vestavia. Was their kitchen closed? Yes, it was, and I was I was surprised by that. But I did go like for a matinee, so I, I guess I just kind of thought, well, they'll open it up for the evening. It's been shows. closed. It's been closed for weeks. That's odd. I don't know what's going on. That there. is the whole draw to that dine-in theater. It's you deliver to your seat. That's peculiar. You know, I've I've had students off and on work at that center. Obviously, you know, AMCs are largely staffed by high schoolers, it seems like. Um, I think three of the four students who are in my film class uh, who worked at that theater have have since quit for one reason or another. One of them still works there. Um, I hope she's doing okay. I haven't talked to her about it lately, uh, but I'll see Bad. her when I go in there from time to time. Um, they they do and uh, seem understaffed. Um, I know that they are, but at the same time, get it together, y'all. And you know how you can get un 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 understaffed real quick. Uh, pay Just people, pay people a decent a wage. decent wage. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's a little bit of a bitch there. But um, the other thing is, I went back and watched the original Scream because my girlfriend uh, had had never seen it, Whoa. if you can believe it or not. But she's you know she's a she went to business school. She doesn't. She's not big into the movies. 
Um, as a matter of fact, she don't. She hadn't really watched many films when we first started seeing each other. So, yeah, that's changed a lot. But she had never seen it, and she also has a bit of an aversion to horror film, or at least mm. she thought she did. Yeah. Uh, but she she embraces them more than she thought she would. Also, she wasn't watching the right ones, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, she's been taken by a number of things. But we watched Scream together, and ha- I had I mean, she probably less so because she's not really she's not a big fan of the jump scare, and mm-hmm. I don't even get the jump scare. Like it's hard to make me jump or scream or yell. And so, and I certainly am not going to in Scream because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But uh, I I probably hadn't seen it in five or six years. And it was such a treat to watch it. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, movie so much. It is so smart and so fun. And just, I mean, I mentioned this in our five minute fight, but it really does just kind of, it's pure enjoyment for the whole damn thing. And I love the protagonist in this thing. I mean, I love that we don't just get, we don't just get one badass woman. We get multiple badass women. Yeah. And sort of multiple badass women riffing with other badass women. Yeah. And everything about it is really enjoyable. And of course, when you have these moments, and I'll just highlight one because I said we we're going to do this quick and I'm already taking too long. But just when you look at the scene where they're in the house and the killer's on the loose, Ghostface is running around doing what Ghostface is going to do. <laughs> and you have this switch between, you're like, wait, is that the is that the music from Halloween? Is Wes Craven yeah. using the music from Halloween? And then you cut to the next room where Halloween's on the TV uh-huh. and you know that the, all of a sudden the music went from being non-diegetic to diegetic. Yeah, yeah. It's just, That's a great it's moment. those moments where you're like, yes, you know? And I mean, it works into the screenplay too. He's laying on the couch and of course this comes up in the, in the requel, right? He's laying on the couch looking at the screen and, you know, saying, look behind you, look behind you. And he of course, says, look behind you, Jamie, yeah, talking it, to Jamie Lee Curtis, but his name, the actor's name of Course the actor's name is Jamie. Yeah, and which is fun. And Ghostface Ghost, Ghost right is right him. behind it's him. It's just a oh, how do you not fall in love with this film? It's great. This is the reason reason why I cried when Wes Craven died. I don't cry, you know, when celebrities or f- public figures that I don't know, obviously, you know, when they die. But I did because I'm like, we're not going to get any more of of this kind of level of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just brought me so much joy to watch this thing. I mean, it really, really did. So um, I just wanted to give give it a hug on the podcast. And, yeah. Um, that's I've watched some other stuff. I watched the new Princess Die documentary called The Princess. I watched that too via Sundance, yeah. and I thought it was really solid. It is um, good. Found footage doc with some, you know, um, really that's it. It's found footage yeah. woven together in, in a really, really skillful way. It feels so smooth, but I won't. I mean, you know it. As somebody who's edited stuff before, I'm not, you know, not, well, it's been a long time since I've done it professionally, but certainly, you know, have, have experience editing. It is such a damn hard thing to pull off what this filmmaker pulled off. And, and it is a very fast, uh, roller coaster ride through Diana's life, Mm -hmm. but it's great to see that footage and really incredibly sad film. Yeah, totally. Um, that's going to be on HBO at some point. I think it's getting a theatrical release, uh, but will be on HBO because this is the 25th anniversary this year of her death. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's going to correspond with that. Um, so you mentioned that, that you watched that through Sundance. That's what I've been doing for yeah. the past week. I've been doing virtual Sundance. Um, and I've seen a lot of movies that I'm sure we're going to talk about over the next several months yeah. to year. Um, you know, Flea, for instance, is a film I saw at last year's Sundance that's just now getting a theatrical right. release. And so, will play Sidewalk. And will is is playing at Sidewalk likely um, when you are listening to this. Uh, so go see Flea. It's great. Um, but I want to highlight uh, very quickly um, some of my favorites. I did like The Princess. Um, 
I, I really like Descendant, which is Margaret Brown's new documentary. You've mentioned that. You, um, you slacked me about that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because that's kind of, it, it's an Alabama documentary. Yeah. It is about um, the discovery of the remains of the final slave ship that brought enslaved African people to the United States, the Clotilda. They discovered the wreckage of that in 2018 in Mobile. And can we um, pause for one second and say Margaret Brown, of course, the director of The Order of Myths. Which is another Mobile, another great... Um, Great uh, Alabama documentary. And really one of the most famous document. I mean, documentaries rarely kind of hit this bing level, and yeah. it's definitely up there. Uh, it made a big wave on the festival circuit when it came out. still talked about to this day. So, Well, Descendant, if it's not snapped up by a savvy distributor, is going to be one of the more talked about documentaries of the year, I have yeah. to imagine. And it hits all the sweet spots for a great Alabama film. So yeah. uh, hopefully that'll be the sort of thing that that we at Sidewalk can share with our audience, whether at the cinema or possibly at the festival. Who knows what's going to happen to this film, right? But hopefully it will be widely seen uh, by everybody who wants to see it. Um, really loved uh, a movie called Living, which is a remake of Akira Kurosawa's Ikiru. Yeah. Um, this is written uh, by one of my favorite novelists, the great Kazuo Ishiguro, who wrote Never Let Me Go and Remains of the Day. Uh, this is in the style of a Merchant Ivory costume drama starring Bill Nye as a man who is diagnosed with a terminal illness, and only in his final days does he come to sort of live life to the fullest. He's been this kind of zombie-like bureau in 1950s London who has this awakening um, due to this diagnosis. It's really powerful stuff and a great performance from, from Bill Nye, great character actor. And then the final thing I wanted to mention uh, real quick, um, Rebecca Hall has made a name yeah. for herself as an actress in some really bananas stuff. Uh, the Night House most recently. She made her directorial debut with Passing, um, one of the best movies of 2021. And now in 2022, she's back to freaking out all the squares again, this time in the most gloriously demented horror thriller I saw at Sundance, a movie called Resurrection. Uh, this is directed by Sidewalk alum uh, Andrew Siemens, yeah. who last made Nancy Please which I think played at Sidewalk 10 years ago. And it's, uh, Nancy, please, I've mentioned on the podcast before, mm -hmm. it is an incredible, incredible film. It is one that is not talked about enough. It's one that's you don't really see sort of popping up on your Netflix flicks feed or something like that. And it is a great, great, great film. Um, and a film, if you've ever had any kind of uh, a project that required you to have ultimate commitment to. Yeah. This will send you reeling. Anyway, I'm so sorry for interjecting oh, there, no but worries. it is an amazing, amazing film. Also with an amazing lead performance, let's add. Yeah. So um, two, two amazing lead performances. Both the actress who plays uh, Nancy and um, a friend of the festival, too, who plays the lead protagonist. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but the, the actress is Eleanor Hendricks, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's great. Um so Resurrection features Rebecca Hall as a highly strung executive type who goes to a conference and across the conference sees a man from her past. Now, this man from her past is played by Tim Roth. So, you know, shit's about to go down. And when this man from her past keeps popping up in random places in her life, she, you know, obviously starts to um, fret. Uh, now, this sounds like the setup for, you know, any number of 
easy to define thrillers like uh like um i don't know what's that jennifer lopez movie where she's stalked by that dude or any number of other the boy next door well sure uh that one's crazy (laughs) um but you know it it has the setup of a pretty basic stalker thriller and then about halfway through it takes a turn into the most fucked up shit you've ever seen in your life and um my goodness Resurrection is amazing. Um, it has not been purchased for distribution yet. In fact, oh, it will be. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's it will gonna be. It's going to be snacked up so quick. Um, because, boy, is this thing just absolutely bonkers. Really wonderful stuff, uh, especially if you're a sicko like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I can't recommend all three of those movies enough. Those were my three favorite Sundance movies. But I'm not done with Sundance yet. Still have at least one film to watch tonight after we record the um, Dakota Johnson rom-com from Tig Notaro and, and her wife, Can't Stephanie Alin. What's it called? Uh, um, am I okay? Yeah. Uh, so I'm watching that tonight and I'll report back on that and perhaps some other su- Sundance stuff uh, at our next recording session. Yeah. Sundance, at least from Corey to be continued. And actually I have one or two more to talk about that are Sundance relevant too. Awesome. So Sundance to be continued all around. Um, and yeah, that's what we're watching plus. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where we are your own personal cinematic Judge Judy and Bird. What? What is Bird? Bird is the bailiff. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't. She's when she gets going. When Judy gets going, and she's like, "Uh, "Young lady, this is and you know, and then Uh like gets all riled up, and then that person who's on the other side of the table gets riled up with her, and they're like, "I don't know what your problem is, lady." Blah 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 blah. She's like, "Bird, bird, bird, go get them." Okay. And he goes, he walks, he never has to restrain anybody. He just walks over to the table and they're like, shit, I'm going to sit down because uh, Bird, Bird's coming for him. Is, so he's a fairly intimidating person? Uh, actually, he's kind of sweet, but I don't know. Okay. Just the nature of having a person in a uniform with a gun around there. Yeah, no, that's, that's enough. So you're Bird and I'm Judge Judy. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Either way. Um, well, thank you to Batwell Studios for sponsoring and producing our show. As always, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Appreciate and um, thank you to our sponsor, Revelator Coffee. We love you. Uh, we absolutely do. I need some Revelator Coffee. I do, too. I actually should have had a Revelator Coffee before I came here, and maybe I would have done a little better job on the podcast. Today, oh, Corey. you've done great. Don't sell yourself short. Uh, SidewalkFest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media. You can find what's playing at the Sidewalk Film Center and cinema. Lots of good stuff. Flea, the Valentine's Day programming, the Kissim or Dissim series that we've got for Valentine's weekend. You're going to want to come see some movies. Harold and Maud, Mad Max Fury Road, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Love Jones, Bound, and Brokeback Mountain. Six really great movies Kiss there. Kissim or Dissim, bitch. Yep. Um, and I guess that's uh, well, that's all I quick, have to say. Yeah. Quick shout out, as we do every once in a while, but should do more often, to Splash 96 oh, for our course. amazing music. Of and um, thank you, of course, for listening. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.